Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey everyone, I am Kristen Cantrell. I'm Angela Fazio and I'm so excited for today's guest, Dawn Forkenbrock. We love her last name. We love her last name. I'm going to say it just because we fought over who was going to say it, Forkenbrock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dawn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So as you said, I'm Dawn Forkenbrock. And uh, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of when I was dating my husband and I didn't know his last name at first. And when I finally asked him, I was like, what? And I'm thinking, I could never have that be my last name. But now I say I got a great man and kind of a weird last name. So I'll take it. I think it's like a strong, bold last name, though. Like, I, I like was, it. I, that's actually this morning I said her last name is like, like strong. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. it. But yeah, so I've been an agent for six years. I am married, obviously, with three kids. They're eight, six, and four months. We have a little baby that was born in January. And I came from a banking background. I was with a major financial institution for almost 15 years. And then after my first son was born, a really long leave of absence. And I always say, I was brainwashed and my mind was able to clear during that leave of absence. And I went back for only a couple months after he was nine months old and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was just too toxic and it just wasn't me anymore. And I took a little bit of a break from work and then got into real estate, got my license when I was nine months pregnant with my daughter. She's my second. And then the rest is history. We have to start with like the, the best part that's going to be so encouraging for people that listen. Yeah. And we start with that. Yeah. We should totally start with that. So I love the fact that your first year in real estate, you only closed four deals and mm -hmm. let, and last year you closed 46, right? Yep. 46. That's awesome. Which is so good. And I, you know, we were talking earlier just about like how hard that first year can be. So like, tell us what your first year looked like and kind of how did you gain momentum in the business? So my first year, I really didn't work my business at all. Mm -hmm. I still felt like I was a mom. I had two in diapers. I didn't have a babysitter. My husband worked full time. And so my first two or it was four transactions were friends that I knew that I had casually mentioned I was going to real estate school. And I, looking back now, it just means so much to me that those people called me and trusted me, even though it was brand new, to help them. And so those were my first people. And um, I, I would only be able to go look at homes with them when my husband got home from work. So luckily, the market was a little different than it is now, and you didn't have to rush out there <laughs> to go look at the house. And um, my second year, I doubled to eight transactions. And really started enjoying what I was doing, really liked getting out of the home and having something else other than being a mom. I just felt like I'm not the stay at home mom type. I don't even know what that is, but it just wasn't for me. I love being a mom. I love being with my kids, but I loved having that career. And so that's when I just, okay, I don't know how to grow this business. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. 
And so I, I got help from other people and then it just kept growing. I like, I'm never going to get sick of stories of how agents get started, especially, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes we interview people and right out of the gate, they're killing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens, mm -hmm. but more often than not, it's your story for different reasons. Some people start off really slow because they had no idea how, how hard they had to work to make something start. It's like taking a huge boulder and trying to get it started. You know, that's how hard it is in the beginning, but your story is great because that would also encourage people who are like, you know what, I've got babies at home. I'm not really interested in going hard after it. And you can start in any way in any season of your life in this business. Well, that's what I was going to say is we always talk about the different seasons and I don't know if you've ever experienced this Don, but it's almost like sometimes you compare yourself to other people in our industry where you're like, gosh, they're doing so much and I'm not, or gosh, like I wish my business looked more like theirs. And I think it's so important to constantly remind ourselves is everyone's business looks different and it's going to change and you're going to have different seasons of being super busy, being slow, being, you know, whatever your, your whole life looks like at that point, you know? I totally agree. And I would not change it for the world. And I've shared this story with a couple of people, but during those years where I was home with the kids and I wasn't really working and just selling a, I get like emotional even talking about it, but we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember selling things on Facebook and having the people come to my house and, and give me the $5. I remember selling things on Facebook so I could go to lunch with my friend the next day. Like we totally. did, I've done that for money, but I went back because you never get back with your kids. So I feel like it was a gun for us. I, I loved, I love those memories I have with people. It was really hard. Sometimes I could go stress 110 out and I tried to wear and I'm nearly in tears. They're crazy and both pooped at the same time or whatever. But you know both pooped at the same time. <laughs> that is the worst. I've been there too. <laughs> That's one of the benefits of my kids are so far apart. Every single one of them are so far apart, at least four years apart, except for the adopted one one of the whatever. So I never had two of the same anything. Oh yeah. No, I definitely did and that that was always not fun. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like you know what I also did? When both my kids were in diapers, I bought a puppy. And I was like, why what? did I do this? Do you remember <laughs> I came to work one day and I was like, I have cleaned up more poop this morning than I feel like I ever have in my whole life. Like oh my puppy God. poop, baby poop, all the above. That's horrible. <laughs> so tell us, like, I know um, another thing that you've mentioned, which I really like love this story too, is that you come from a corporate background and then you talk about being brainwashed and then never wanting to go back. Like I've totally can relate to that too. Like once you have kids, like kind of your mind, your mindset shifts. So was that really hard for you to kind of like be like, Hey, I don't ever want to go back there and I'm not going to, or like, what was your whole mentality when you went through that? Uh, it was so hard. Even growing up, parents have jobs and so um the way that the corporate world i guess brainwash i don't know i can't think of a better word but you know they make you feel like you you have benefits here you have a 401k you rate money here where are you going to go and have all this and you know if you leave you're not going to have this 
So I had that in my my mind, like I have to have a job that has health insurance. I have to have a 401k and I've got guaranteed hours. And so it was really, really hard to leave. But I I hit that breaking point where my own mental and it turned out to be the best thing. And the, I think people need to realize or there are options. Yes, it's health insurance for in part by a corporation and yeah, it's great to have 1K. So many options out there, people have those things. So I think what I heard you say, because you're breaking up a little bit, that that the that in your old job when you were leaving, they were speaking fear into your mind. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, you, how, how are you gonna support yourself? How are you gonna do this? You don't even have health insurance. Like, what are you gonna do? That's awful. <laughs> that is awful. That is to, awful. To speak fear into somebody's mind like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, obviously, you were a great uh, employee, or else they wouldn't have done that. Or maybe they're just nasty <laughs> and miserable because people, misery likes company. <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah, and I was just exactly what I was saying, and I was just saying it's important for people to remember who are considering going into real estate that there are options out there that mm -hmm. you can still have these things. It just might look a little bit different, right? One hundred percent. So I want you to tell a God story because I loved how you just had your baby in January. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about how you kind of slowed down a little bit. And then tell us, like, tell everybody what you've told us about that. Yeah. It was just saying that it's like every time you start having those little doubts in your mind where you don't have done something, something happens. That's like, I told you, why were you doubting me? And in January, I had my third son or my third child, a son. And I was a little slow. I didn't have a lot of business going on. It's right after the holidays, first of the year. It's pretty normal. And so I was able to be at home and not have to, and be more present and not have to worry about so much with work. But then, and in my mind, I'm also thinking, what if I never pick up? What if I never sell another house? What am I going to do? What? And I actually had a backup plan. Like I had a job in mind. If if nothing happens soon, I'm, I'm going to do this other job. Like I was just so paranoid about it. And then right now, it's just right back to where I was last year. Like I've got a lot going on. I have a lot of clients working with me. And it just goes to show like God's timing. And God did have a plan for me. He gave me that time off so I could be with my newborn son because that is so important. I feel that. I was able to be with him and now I get to have both again and I get to be with my kids and have a career. It's so funny because I've, I love Jesus with all my heart and I know that he has my back, but why do we get in those times where we're like maybe angry? I'll tell you the funniest story. So we were going to our hotel room, not just the other, like just the other week we were in Cabo and we were going up to the hotel room and the key didn't work. And my husband was like, oh man. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's okay. I'll go get the, you know, I'll go down and get the keys. Like, fine, no, never mind. We'll just go down and get the key. Like, right. So we were going down and we were all aggravated. And we ran into a girl who said, oh my God, I have been praying. I have just got chills. She goes, I have been praying for three days straight that I would run into you before I leave because I wanted to talk to you. What? Oh. If we would not, and, and so we we reflected back on it and went, wait a minute, God made that key not work so that this girl could have that chance to have a conversation with us. That's cool. And like, we get aggravated because we're a little inconvenienced or something. <laughs> 
Right. I know. I don't know I why you do that. Perfect. I wish I could be perfect in my faith that way. I wish I could be, but mm-hmm. suck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So before, um, before we got on, I asked you how many cups of coffee you have and that <laughs> made me, you, you broke up or you had to change your internet or whatever for a second. And what I told you is you made me feel so good about myself. <laughs> so can you tell everyone else out there how much coffee you drink? <laughs> okay, well, before I share it, let me just say it depends how like how many grounds you're putting in. Because okay. I could make 10 cups of coffee and put in five scoops, or I could put in one scoop. What do you do? Because I do five. Just keep that in mind. It's about one, one and a half scoops. She's deflecting the question. Uh, <laughs> you're on fork and rock. You are, you are deflecting the question. This is my new favorite mug. It, it actually, so it was an edible arrangement from my clients and it's a coffee mug, but it's really big. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, it is big. Yeah. <laughs> usually in the morning, it's about two and a half of these is uh-huh. what I'm drinking with my unsweetened vanilla almond milk. And mm. I not like oat milk. No, not <laughs> oat milk. <laughs> I, told Kristen, I told Kristen that because um, you said that you love to play the piano and sing. I said uh, in the middle of the show, I'm going to ask her to break out in song. <laughs> no, <laughs> <never> happened. <laughs> okay, back to your almond milk, and then do you have more? <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying a Starbucks in the afternoon, like an iced latte, um, but I'm trying to kind of cut back right now because of the baby not sleeping and see, <laughs> see everyone out there the struggle's real yes. and like the coffee addiction it's a real thing <laughs> okay oh so God. i do have one more business question for you because you went we talked about going from four transactions to eight transactions and now you're, you're at 46 transactions so where do you get your business from mm-hmm. a big part of it is people i know they trust me to either work themselves or give my name to somebody that they know. Um, so that would be the majority of my business. And I, I always say this, but I'm just so grateful because there's like, what, 50,000 agents in Phoenix that have their license that maybe sell a couple homes a year. Like everybody knows a real estate agent or five real estate agents. So to me, it's just like, it's just so humbling, like that people would give out my name, but yeah, that's where most of it come, comes from. And I, I love your humility about, you made a statement on your um, questionnaire. You were like, how grateful you are to God that you don't have that job anymore. Like when you're having a hard day in real estate, you're like, yeah. wait, I, I don't want to go back to Egypt. <laughs> like, I don't want to go back to that mentality. Totally. I'm grateful for what I have now. You have a, a really great heart. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think of it every time you start feeling that little bit of stress to peek in because something is happening. I'm like, oh, this is nothing. Like, I got this. This is, I mean, this doesn't move me to tears and upset me for two weeks. So <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. So is it just you? Do you work alone or do you have a transaction coordinator or an assistant or a team? Yep. I have a transaction coordinator, Kendall, who's amazing. And then I have a part-time assistant, Ashley, who is incredible. I could not do what I do without her. Um, and then I do have some showing agents that help me from time to time in this market. You know how it is like a house hits the market. You can't wait three days. And so if something 
amazing hits the market and my client wants to see it and I had something scheduled already, my showing agents will step in just for the showing. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's yes. so important to have your team of people like to help you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way I could do it by myself. Like I would be working 24 seven and that's not the life I want. And I want my clients to have a great experience. So you have to. So many people are um, uh, reluctant to give up any money for anything. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize is when you delegate properly, you're not only blessing the people who are receiving that because then, you know, they've got something to do that they're probably good at, but then your business tends to grow, not get smaller. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. And yeah, maybe I'm not making as much money, but I always think about, is it worth the extra time I got mm -hmm. with my family? And yes, absolutely. And you're right. And then you're blessing those people. Win-win. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been so much fun and we're so happy you came on and we appreciate your time and- And your internet, it did pretty good. It came out, it came out good. Yes, yes, thank the Lord. Right. So we do have a couple of announcements. Don't jump off when we're done, by the way. So okay. um, a couple of announcements. Um, ladies, if you went to the last flourish, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And we finally have some footage for those of you who ordered it. We'll get that out to you. Um, but we're having another flourish event, November 4th and 5th. But we're really hoping that you'll come in like the third and stay through the sixth mm -hmm. because we're adding on a bunch of social things around the um, the Girl Educate Yourself summit and <laughs> one of them we've talked about is goat yoga we're trying to figure out goat yoga <laughs> maybe some archery and <laughs> like I some know. really we come up with some things. fun stuff yes so the other thing too we want to talk about is you guys have probably seen the girl educate yourself um like the igtvs that we've been putting out every week and so what we've come up with is we're doing a mastermind now and it's going to start probably in june and it's gonna be twice a month and it's gonna be women all over the US that are masterminding together on specific topics. So it's called Girl Educate Yourself Conversation. So if you wanna be part of that, make sure to send us a message and we'll put you into the email, uh, the emails that go out and get you all involved. And finally, if you know any women as wonderful as Dawn, there's not that many, but if you know <laughs> other women as wonderful as Dawn Forkenbrock, then you can let us know because we'd love to have them on the show. Yes. And if you're watching this, doesn't she look and kind of seem like Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> I don't know. Who she, I don't know who she is. I'm going to show you. Her. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dawn, so much for being on today. And thank you ladies for watching. Thank Stay you. Hard, Dawn.